On the Pasuk in the beginning of this week's Parsha that's discussing the Mizbeach, the Pasuk says, There should be a constant fire on the Mizbeach and it should not be extinguished. Rashi explains on the words Eish Tomid that we're referring over here to something else. Rashi says, The fire regarding which it says Tomid. This is the fire with which we light the candles of the Menorah. Regarding the Menorah, we have an expression, Tomid. So that fire of the Menorah should be lit from the Mizbeach. From the Mizbeach, Tukad means it should be lit from the Mizbeach. Now simply, what Rashi is coming to deal with over here, it seems like is, the word Tomid in our Pasek seems to be unnecessary, it seems to be extra. The Pasek could have said, Eish, a fire should burn on the Mizbeach, it should not be extinguished. What's being added with the word Tomid? So Rashi is telling us that it's actually referring to a different fire that's called Tomid. The fire of the Menorah, which is also called Aner Tomid, should be lit from the Mizbeach. However, the Rebbe says, there's a number of questions. Number one, this whole parsha is discussing the Mizbeach. How do we, are we suddenly discussing within the Mizbeach, why is it suddenly that we, we would assume that we're speaking about the Menorah? Can't we just say that the word Tomid is just coming to emphasize and coming to reiterate the idea of how constant and continuous the fire on the Mizbeach needs to be? Point number two. Rashi on the very Pasuk before this, Rashi discusses the fact that in these few Pesukim it says many times words related to Moiked, Al-Moikdov, Tukadboy. And Rashi brings a few of those Pesukim, including this one of our Pasuk, Eish Tomi Tukad al Rashi says that all of these are expounded on a Mesech Yuma, because over there the Chachamim argue how many different fires were on the Mizbeach and they learned them out from these Pesukim. That means... According to Rashi, this very posseg, these very words, seems to be coming to tell us about another fire that needed to be burning on the Mizbeach. So how is Rashi telling us that it's to teach us about the fire of the Menorah? Furthermore, the very next words in the posseg, Rashi definitely explains in the next Rashi that is referring to that the fire of the Mizbeach should not be extinguished. How then is he explaining the words before that, that it's referring to the fire of the Menorah? Now seemingly you would be able to say that, yes, our Pasek Eish Tomit Tukat Mizbeach is referring to the Mizbeach, to the fire of the Mizbeach. Rashi is just coming to tell us that we have an extra limud, an extra thing from that word Tomid, from which we're also learning out something for the Menorah. But the Rebbe says that's difficult to say that. Number one, Rashi could have then just said simply, from here we learn out about the Menorah as well. It sounds like Rashi is saying, no, that's what the Pasuk is speaking about. It's speaking about the Menorah. Especially when we look at Rashi, and Rashi says that regarding the fire of the Mizbeach, regarding the fire of the Menorah, it too should be burnt, should be lit from the Mizbeach Achitza. And it sounds like he's explaining the words of our Pasuk. When it says, Eish Tomid Tukad Ala Mizbeach, he's translating that the fire of the Menorah should be lit from the Mizbeach. So how do we understand all of this? Says the Rebbe, Let's first start off with the idea that we, what we said before, that Tomid maybe is coming to add a little bit more to the fact that the fire on the Mizbeach needs to be continuous. Says the Rebbe, it's very difficult to say that. Why is that? Once, in other words, if the Pasuk says, Loi Sichbet should never be extinguished, Tomid could not add to that. Why? Because Loi Sichbet would mean it should not be extinguished, clearly means it should never be put out. 
Whereas the word Tamid, according to Rashi himself and other places, doesn't necessarily have to be continual. Tamid could be something that happens every day, or something that happens every night. It doesn't even have to be all day or all night. It could be something that's done once a day. Like the carbon Tamid that's brought by day, the menorah that's lit once, etc. And therefore, because Tamid cannot be coming to add to how continual the fire has to be, that's why Rashi is telling us that the words Eish Tamid are t- teaching us something else. It's coming to speak about the fire of the menorah, which is called Tamid, that it should be lit from the Mizbeach. Says the Rebbe, now we can understand what Rashi said in the previous Pasuk, that from these few Psukim and the Moikdos, in these Psukim we learn many fires, and that there's a Machloikas of our Chachamim regarding this. Because really, it's upon that machloikas that this Rashi is dependent. Meaning to say, according to the, the opinion, one of the opinions, which uses all four psukim, all four moikdos, to learn out that there's four fires, the truth of the matter is, then our posik, there's no need for saying that Eish Tomid Tukad al is referring to the fire of the Menorah. And we would have to explain Tomid, meaning that it's adding to how continuous the fire is, etc., but according to the other opinions, Rashi says there's a few opinions that say there were a number of fires, but not four. It was less fires, two or three. Then we are left with our Pasuk that speaks about And according to Pshutesh Mikra, as we just said, it makes more sense to say that it's not referring to the fire of the Mizbeach because what was being added with the word Tamid, we know already it shouldn't be extinguished. And this is why these other opinions that say there weren't so many fires are actually basing it on our Pasuk. That's saying, here we have the word and we need to be translating it as something else and therefore it's not going to be something that's going to add to the fires. Instead, it's referring to the Menorah. The Rebbe now says we have something fascinating that we take from Rashi over here in the area of Halacha. And the Rebbe says in a number of different mitzvahs and dinim, we sometimes have a question, what is the, what we call the cause and what is the result? And the Rebbe says, for example, in other words, when we have two things that are dependent on each other, which one is really the main thing? So, for example, the Rebbe says, we have the Shtei Alechem. The Shtei Alechem are the two loaves that are brought on Shavuos. It needs to be from the new grain, from the new wheat. And you cannot bring any other menaches, any other flower offerings in the Beis HaMikdash before the Shtei Alechem was brought. Says the Rebbe, is this a din in the Shtei Alechem that they must be first? And therefore, all the other menachis would come afterwards. Or is this a din regarding the other flower offerings that they need to come after the shtei halechem? What would be the practical difference? The practical difference would be, let's say, another mincha was brought already, before the shtei halechem. If we say that it's a halacha and the shtei halechem, they were supposed to be first, well, the bottom line is they're not first anymore anyways. So technically, you should be allowed to bring other menachis now as well. On the other hand, if it's a din in the other menachis and the other flower offerings that they need to be done after the shtei halechem, then even if one was brought before the shtei halechem, we still need to now bring the shtei halechem to permit, to allow these other menachis to be brought. Let's apply that now in our case of the menorah and the mizbeach. Is it a din in the menorah that it needs to be lit from the mizbeach? Or is it a din in the mizbeach that from the fire of the mizbeach we need to take also the fire of the menorah? Again, the difference would be, let's say we don't have the fire of the Mizbeach. If it's a din in the Menorah, that the Menorah needs the fire of the Mizbeach, well, if there's no fire of the Mizbeach, we don't have fire for the Menorah. On the other hand, if it's a din in the Mizbeach, that one of the things we use the fire of the Mizbeach for is the Menorah, well, if we don't have the fire of the Mizbeach, we could still have fire of the Menorah from elsewhere. Now, looking through Halacha, it would see more that it's a din in the Menorah. 
But from Rashi, that uses those words as we quoted before, Afhi, that also the fire of the Menorah is taken from the Mizbeach, it sounds like, in other words, we have the fire of the Mizbeach. One of the uses for it is also for the Menorah. It sounds more like it's a din in the Mizbeach, especially in Pshut Yishol Mikra, that the whole halacha is learned out from the Psukim that are discussing the Mizbeach rather than Menorah. And the Rebbe finishes over the beautiful hero in Avodah Hashem. The Rebbe says, we have the Heichel, the area in the base of Migdash that's called the inside, the Kodesh. And we have the Kalim in there, which are of course the Mizbeach Apnimi, the inner Mizbeach, the Menorah, the Shulchan. We also have the Mizbeach Achitza in the outer Mizbeach. In Avoida, this would represent, there's those areas, the things that a person does working within himself on increasing his own levels of Kedusha. And then there's the Avoida dealing with the world outside of himself, dealing with other Yidin, and especially those that are far away. More specifically, the Menorah represents the idea of Torah, Kinei Mitzvah Torah Oir. We also know that the Menorah, we called it before a Neir Tamid, this is similar to Torah. Torah is meant to be learned constantly. Especially some of the Torah, that's mainly involved in learning Torah. So here we go. A Yoyishev oil, a person that's sitting and learning Torah could think, since my own Menorah is burning bright, I'm learning Torah, why do I have to be involved with things outside of myself? And to people that are on the outside. So here is the Torah. The Menorah is lit specifically from the outer Mizbeach. That means to say, of course we have our own avoidance within ourselves. In fact, there's the Mizbeach Apnimi, the inner Mizbeach, that's standing so close to me, representing deep avoida within a person's own heart. And a person can be involved in the greatest, deepest avoidance. But if you want your menorah to be lit, you want your fire of Torah to burn properly, it's going to have to be by first dealing with the people outside. In other words, the person that's sitting and learning Torah, he wants the fire of Torah to burn by him in a constant way. So it needs to be, it needs to matter to him that also those Yidin on the outside, their Nishama, their Neir Hashem, Nishma Sadam is burning, and then he'll be able to illuminate, illuminate himself with his light of Torah, and that it should be in a constant way.